0: Well, hello, hello. Welcome back, FixTheNation.com. Back one more time. It is crunch time. You getting excited? Got to think about it. In a few days, we elect a brand new president. I know, most people don't get that excited about it, but it is, it is kind of a... It's a day of change. It's a day of no matter what happens, no matter who gets elected, it won't be the same president as we have right now. So it's a day of change. It's a day of choice. You know, do you go vote? Do you not? Who do you vote for? Why would you vote for? Because the funny thing about life, and again, this is FixTheNation.com. Um, been doing this about five years, solution-based called solutions to uh, political issues or problems or, or things that I think are broken in society. Um, it's kind of my approach to it. Um, and yes, it was completely catapulted into existence because I was so frustrated – still am, by the way um, – with what our government does to us or what our government does not do. And I say government, and it seems like this really distant theory You know, there's no name, there's no face to government. And that's one of the things that bugs me because one of the things that we've gotten really, really away from is what I will call the term accountability. Okay? If you are on the way home and you are in a car accident and then you just park in the driveway and sneak in the house and pretend like it never happened. You're not really accountable for, for what happened, the damage done, all that kind of stuff. Horrible example, I know. But you, if you made a mistake at work, own it. That's how you grow. It's how you solve it. You know, It's part of, part of what makes you up as a person. It's, it's, it's integrity. It's character. And those things are core DNA-wired things. What we tend to do in this, in this day and age is – Our politicians make horrific mistakes, and, ah, you know, it's not a big deal. Um, I would disagree. I think it is a big deal. But then again, I also think that people make mistakes. There's never been a time we've had a perfect president. Never been a time you're going to have a perfect candidate. Never. So if you don't have perfect versus imperfect, if you just have versions of imperfect, it comes down to choices. So, going to focus today on choice and kind of what that means, because we're going to bounce all over the place. Um, as a reminder, yes, I am still running as a write-in candidate against Chuck Schumer for U.S. Senate in the state of New York. All right. So, when you vote on Tuesday, and yes, go vote, no matter who you're for. Absolutely go vote. It's your right. It's your, your privilege. It's your wonderful freedom in this country to walk in and privacy, push that button, pull that lever, you know, scribble a name down for whoever it is you feel best represents you. I want you – I'm going to say that last part one more time. Whoever best represents you. Now, I didn't say – issues i didn't say personality i didn't say you know media loves i didn't say moment of the moment best represents you and that's the rub of the rub and the root of the root when it comes to choice so let's start with a simple choice do you or do you not go vote that's a choice right a decision you get to make it's a choice oh all these people they have so many flaws oh those other people they can't win why try why bother okay i can make that case but you do know that come or i water water you know what happens on tuesday night right somebody wins it might be the best of the worst but somebody wins So the choice you need to make is, do I want to have a say in who that is? And I'll go back to accountability. I'm going to say it really simple. If you don't vote on Tuesday, do me a favor. Shut up for the next four years. Don't you dare complain for four years. Oh, I can't believe they got elected. Wah, 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 wah. You didn't vote, so you're part of the problem. I'm just going to say it. Shut up. And I know that's not a very nice way to say it. In my house with our kids, we do not use that term. But for me to you, because it's radio for impact, I'm absolutely going to say it. I can't. That's hypocrisy. If you vote and your person doesn't win, rant and rave all you want. Feel free to complain for four years. Couldn't care. I think that's your right and passage. That's freedom of expression. But if you don't vote, and then you complain, oh, come on. So first choice, do you vote, do you not vote? And my mom and I go round and round on this. She wants the freedom to not vote. I want to mandate voting that I think we need the biggest basket of people humanly possible to vote. Because in the end, that president, that senator, whoever is we elect has to represent all of us, right? That's my problem with the last eight years. I haven't had a president for eight years. To me, President Obama has been a very ideologically agenda-attached, partisan president. He's represented his people very well, meaning Democrats, not anything else by his people. I think the other side of the aisle got ignored, I don't think they played nice, but the flip side is I don't think a president should ever do that. And I go back to my Reagan quote. When he had any kind of a cabinet or staff meeting, there was a rule. Never, ever do you discuss things along party lines. You discuss what's good and bad for the people and how it will impact them. That's a wonderful, wonderful, healthy any leader to take. If you are a president, you need to do that the split second you get elected – Take your party pin off, put it in a drawer for four years, and start to lead all of America down the path that you think is the best option, that you've articulated is the best option, and garner support and keep talking up that option for the rest of the four years so we understand why you're taking us down this path. If you're a senator, campaign and tell us what you think. What will you be doing? What specifically will you do to represent us? I didn't say your party. I didn't say your lobbyists. I didn't say your donors. I said all of us. But in the end game, if you vote or not, your core decision is actually going to be whose best represents me. Let's talk about that for a little bit because, again, that's the rub of the rub, right? I do not think that I'm better off now than I was four years ago or eight years ago. If I look at my personal situation, my family, you know, my neighborhood, my community, how I feel in life, in, my, in, my, in the economy, in, in foreign policy, there are a whole bunch of things I think have just eroded and got worse. And they haven't got any attention they deserve and need. I'm very frustrated with my leadership over the last eight years, and I'm talking about the federal level, and I'm talking about, you know, the state level. But for today, the split second, let's talk national. I don't think our president and Congress have played well together. We'll all agree on that. We we might disagree on why. They haven't played nice together. There hasn't been true leadership. But part of that's the game. You know that, right? The elite establishment career politicians are kind of on one side of a river, and all of us are on the other side. They have all the food they can eat. They have great living conditions. They have car service. They have security. They have pensions. They have you know benefits. They're good to go. And then there's the rest of us, and we have to actually work and toil and stress and buy and, and save and scrimp and cut and budget. Do things that Main Street normal human beings in America have to actually do and try to push through life. To have that, that, that pursuit of happiness that we all uh, would dream of in whatever version our dream is. So here's my frustration, my problem. My senator, Chuck Schumer, has not made New York's world better. He has not addressed criminal justice at all. Tax reform, part of the health care problem with voting for Obamacare that's burdened us all over America, including New York and made our world worse in every way. He was part that voted for Dodd Frank and burdened us with financial regulation that oppresses bank lending still to this very day. He has not addressed immigration, has not addressed education, has not addressed inner city poverty. These are all national deals that could be dealt with. We're not debating whether or not there's an issue on this. We just need people to be leaders, step up, put a plan out there, and articulate it. And one of my biggest points of concern about Chuck Schumer is this. He is a wonderfully intelligent, articulate man. He loves the media. He loves media cameras, he absolutely has every single relationship on the planet to go sell these kind of messages, nope, doesn't happen he's a seasoned veteran as a career politician of 41 years 18 years of which are in the Senate and he can't get people to rally around these kind of core issues on both sides of the aisle you're not trying that's why i'm running as a write-in candidate for u.s senate from the state of new york write in john jensen for u.s senate from the state of new york that's why what we have doesn't get it done it's very difficult very difficult to not lead for 18 years that your biggest achievement is you voted in obamacare against the will of majority of people That's your big achievement. Well, you ignored all the other core issues that just keep deteriorating. Well, you want to spend more money and raise taxes and keep borders open that put us all at risk. But again, let's go back. What are we talking about today? Choices. Everybody makes choices. But the flip side of choices is then you get held accountable for those choices, and that's what elections are for. It's how you hold people accountable. If you believe in your heart of hearts that Chuck Schumer has absolutely been there for you and done right by you, go vote for Chuck Schumer. If you believe he has left you behind or does not represent you, but he's the only name you recognize and you're going to vote for him anyway, I don't understand that. You should protest vote against Chuck Schumer because he doesn't represent you. Vote for Wendy Long. Vote for Mickey Mouse. Write me in, John Jensen of U.S. Senate, but don't vote for him. Why would you if he doesn't represent you if he hasn't got it done for you? Is your world better? Yours and you know, the people that, that are in your world, you know, your kids, your neighborhood, your community, is it better or worse because of him? If he's a non-factor, what would you pay him for? You gave him trust six years ago, and 12 years ago, and 18 years ago. What has he done with that trust? That's a choice he made, and a choice he needs to be held accountable for. Do you realize he raised $22 million and didn't even campaign? Talk about being taken for granted. And in this wonderful state of New York, i got a tip for you. We're fighters. We're passionate. We don't like second best. Now, where we are in the, in the state rankings, 50th, 15 major things indexed out. We're 50th out of 50, dead last. And you wonder how come we can't compete as New Yorkers. So as we think about choice, we also need to kind of involve the word change, and that's an awkward piece. So now the question about choice is what – why would you make the choice for change? Why would you do that? It's uncomfortable. You know, it's like staying in a bad relationship. You know, ah, oh, your girlfriend's all right, but you know, she's not the best. Yeah, but you know, you know, or so you kind of stay in the relationship. Okay, it's kind of convenient. It's comfortable, right? Sometimes that works itself out. You know, you get through comfortable, it becomes bigger and better because you kind of find a a working rhythm and you. Yeah, you communicate better, and, the, and the, the relationship gets healthier and stronger and better. Sometimes you just got to cut, cut ties because you deserve better, right? There's a, little, there's a little truth in that. Well, this is one of the situations you kind of need to address the situation. It might be awkward, but the question is why? So let's, let's deal with some issues. and we'll kind of work backwards. Let's talk about education because to me that's a slam dunk. We spend more on education than anybody on the planet And we're ranked about 28th in the world. Like of 30 developed nations, we're 28th. Let's say that again. Number one in spending, but number 28th in the quality that we get from that educational dollar. I think it is complete lunacy for people to open their mouth about spending more money on education. Put it in a shredder. It will be equally as valuable. It's not the money. We're blowing people out of the water on spending money. But bang for buck, we're horrible at where and how we're spending that money. We're going down the wrong path. And you, your kids, are going to pay the price because we can't compete. We can't compete now. We need to change the future by changing the educational system. It's a failed system the federal system does not work common core does not work no child left behind does not work wonderful thoughts and theories doesn't work in application let's eliminate the department of education at the federal level make an advisory panel and shove everything back to the states and the states and the localities get to decide what's good and right for their people. Local control gives you better access. It's more efficient because all the bureaucracy at the federal level gets eliminated. There's more money at the state levels. All of the 500-plus unfunded mandates sent to the states by the federal government completely go away, and the states get to pick and choose what is right for their people or not. Every kid on the planet gets a better education immediately when that happens. That's fixing the problem. That's not dealing with a side effect. It's not putting a Band-Aid on a gaping wound. Fix the problem. But it takes decisive leadership and change. Chuck Schumer will not do that. Hillary Clinton will not do that. They want bigger federal government, more money that they get to pick and choose with foreign policy if you want to be a globalist pick chuck schumer pick hillary clinton but if you believe that america is weaker today than it was say eight years ago 12 years ago if it's more confused on a foreign policy front than it is clear if our military is weaker not stronger if other countries are doing things russia china philippines north korea syria that we should be stopping or be involved in or have you know, interrupted, intervened in. Yep, you can't go down that path. You can't stay with status quo. But that takes a stronger leader on foreign policy. It takes decisive leadership. People who want to put America first or at least value America as opposed to simply limply and weakly go through office and let things go about our world unchecked. We can play nice with others. It doesn't mean World War III. It does mean you have to take a stand and exert your will. We're the number one superpower on the planet, number one economic entity on the planet, leader of the free world. And yet we sit idly by why these atrocities happen all over the globe because, well, we're globalists. It doesn't make any sense. Inner city poverty. Here's another slam dunk. For decades and decades and decades, we have spent trillions of dollars and haven't moved the needle. That's not me talking. That's a National Urban League talking. It's not about money. It's about culture. It's about systems. It's about approaches. It's about incentivizing. And it's about dealing in real root cause problems problem solving in those inner cities can't have single parent homes be the norm and expect kids to grow up with any kind of a role model you can't have horrible education lack of food lack of jobs businesses that close and expect kids to have options you're generationally creating okay a self-oppressive society it needs to be dealt with in real time status quo won't get that done you know what they're going to do right get a vote get in and ignore it again and it's unhealthy for new york it's unhealthy for the country for us to do that everybody deserves a hand up everybody deserves a shot and if there's a problem we can see and address it why don't we step up and do it we're the greatest country on the planet, and New York, quite frankly, greatest state there is. So why don't we make these changes? Why don't we address this? Because we don't have the leadership in place. And that means choice and change on election day. Be a president willing to fight the fight because it needs to be fought and not listen to donors, not listen to lobbyists, not listen to the establishment elite that quite honestly, they go to the same clubs and they go to the same restaurants. What about criminal justice? At what point does the cost of this, and the insanity of this, of the recidivism of people going back and back and back and back and back into jail, that lunacy carousel wheel, have to get interrupted and stopped at some point? Criminal justice has been revised in 20 years. Immigration, 20 years. Tax reform, 30 years. These are huge Issues. These are real issues. And we need to pick, choose, and vote on Election Day for people that will make a difference. I'm asking for your vote in the state of New York. I want you to write me in, John Jensen, for U.S. Senate, and I want you to dump Chuck Schumer as a protest vote. He hasn't gotten it done. Why would you blindly give him your vote again? Pick a president that represents you. What's important to you? And again, here's the ask. You need to get past a lot of personality or behavioral issues. We have some highly flawed candidates to choose from for president. But i got a tip for you. There are plans that work and plans that don't. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the economy for a split second trillion dollar economy, that's our GDP we bleed 850 billion, that's with a B dollars in a trade imbalance because of bad trade deals and lack of compliance if we could just simply ring back half that number that's a 4 plus percent spike each year to GDP and growth in our economy that's what I'd like to see If you can reform taxes and lower it for all of us, including corporations, businesses stop leaving our country because they have no reason to. They'd be better off staying. It would be worse for them to leave, not better for them to leave. You have to flip the tables on them. If they stay, we have more jobs. If they come back from overseas because it's better to be here than there, we have more jobs. If you have fair trade deals we have more to sell from here and we can buy more that are made from usa as opposed to made from somewhere else because what happens is our trade imbalance is actually a form of foreign aid that 850 billion goes into foreign coffers and goes back to them subsidizing their industry to knock down the price to sell it back to us we are subsidizing to cost ourselves jobs i want you to think about the lunacy of that loop but some of it it's a collage for the economy to work you need to drop taxes for all of us reform the corporate on a global basis inspire job creation and business creation and sole proprietorships need to back off some regulation back off obamacare and replace it so this whole thing business-wise makes more sense The last eight years, do you realize it's been the lowest growth of sole proprietorships ever in the history? Did we all of a sudden lose our innovative spirit, lose our entrepreneurial will? No. There's no reason to. It's bad math. Why would you put your money at risk? To open a business, to lose money, to close the business? That's not the point. To open a business, do 20,000 pages of regulations? To grow your business, you have to now put you know put healthcare in place when you can't afford that from your profit line. Choices. Actions have reactions, cause and effect, and choices have accountability. And that's what elections are for. So if you can get away from the personality piece and just simply think it through from an issues based, I would ask you simply this. Make a choice. Choose someone who has real plans to change from what is to something that's different slash better. I am not on the Trump train, but I will say this. If I have to choose between what Obama's been bringing, which is a, what Hillary Clinton has exactly mapped out, she's going to raise taxes that will kill our sad little 1% growth economy we have. That's a fact. That's a statement. She's a globalist. She has no interest in protecting America. She has everything to expose our open borders, which puts people in our country that might put us at risk. But it's more important to her to be a globalist than it is to protect Americans. That's truly sad, given the fact that the number one responsibility of our federal government should be to give us a very safe place to live. Think about a simple promise, right? Life, liberty. Pursuit of happiness, life, protection thereof, safe environment in this country, liberty—that's freedoms. Pick your religion, freedom of expression, own a gun, don't own a gun, etc. Pursuit of happiness. Now, see, here's an interesting one because a lot of people hear pursuit of happiness, and what they say is, well, everyone be, should be entitled to the American dream, so we're going to take from the rich and give to the poor because that, you know. That's, you know, that's fair. That redistribution's fair. No, that's not fair. I'm not saying you can't change the rules a little. I am saying that usually pursuit of happiness, you get out of life what you put into life. What I'm saying is clear the board and let's level it out. Very sad that people have a, a, a unfair leg up. How does a kid in the inner city compete when they have horrible education, horrible food, bad culture, you know, crime all around them. Think about being a kid in Chicago right now. You know what you're thinking about? I hope I can survive the day. I hope I don't get shot today. That's what your world is. That's how short your time frame is. It's not where I want to be in 10 years, it's I want to wake up tomorrow. You keep your head down, you know, and you bob and weave. Can't imagine. And if that situation hasn't been addressed by anybody, is very telling. Choices, right? Accountability. We have a lot of work to do. And we need leadership to get that done. Choices. $19.5 trillion in debt and climbing, yet we still deficit spend. Why? Because we don't make choices on entitlement reform, on tax reform. We don't make choices on the size and scope of government and reducing the burden we have. We don't make choices on repealing and replacing Obamacare, to lighten the fiscal load. You need to make difficult choices, and that leadership takes accountability. If you think that $20 trillion in debt and climbing isn't a problem, vote for Hillary. Vote for Chuck Schumer, because they've been there for every single dollar of that $20 trillion in debt. But if you think it through and you think that's bad for America, you need to vote for change, And that's a choice, and it happens on Tuesday, November 8th. So I'm asking one more time for your vote. Write in John Jensen for U.S. Senate from New York as a protest vote and dump Chuck Schumer. I'm also asking that you follow me at FixTheNation and grab this link and retweet it out or put it on your Facebook and let your friends decide after they listen to this. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Hopefully you learned something. And whatever you do, go vote on Tuesday. It's important. It's a choice. God bless.